The Anchorage Assembly passes a resolution today that the native village of Eklutna president agrees with, taking steps toward restoration of the Eklutna River. Plus, attracting and retaining key employees. How lawmakers in Juneau are one step closer to passing a plan that would help the state keep teachers and state workers. Well, the coming weekend, we will see a winter storm move in with wind and snow. I'll go over the warnings and advisories already in place. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Good evening, everyone. It's one of the main sources of Anchorage's drinking water and a major source of renewable electricity. But tonight, assembly members are sending a message they do not support a fish and wildlife proposal by the owners of a dam near that water source called the Eklutna Hydroelectric Project. Joe Kadat has been following all sides of this debate for us today. Joe, what's going on? Mike, the assembly unanimously sending their disapproval, eight members voting on that through a resolution. As the feds seek feedback about that hydroelectric project, the feds seeking feedback about how that pro project impacts fish and wildlife. The native village of Eklutna's president tells Alaska's news source that he supports the assembly's resolution during today's special meeting, assembly members mentioning drinking water. 90% of Anchorage's drinking water comes from a Klutna Lake as part of the questions and concerns that they have about this plan. One of the dam's owners is Chugach Electric. The, the municipality of Anchorage is another owner. Chugach spokesperson Julie Haskett says that restoration has never been part of the 1991 agreement. The plan does, though, require the project's owners to develop and propose a program to protect and enhance fish and wildlife, and says they've been working with the native village. I want to make sure that we're giving more options, and, and my concern is that the options are really good for the producer, for the owners, but not so good for the people whose car was stolen. They do have a different desire and outcome they would like to see from this process. We feel like we've come up with a good compromise that will create some fish habitat and we'll see if the fish come back, but they do have a different desired outcome than the draft program looks at right now. In a statement, Eagle River State House Representative Jamie Allard blasted the Assembly's decision saying in part, restoration is not written in the 1991 agreement and there are no reasons to risk 90% of the municipality's drinking water. In her words, the project's owners are required to send the governor the program in April, and he has until October to make a decision. Mike. All right, thanks, Joe. Well, after reconsidering a bill to create a new state pension plan for a second time this week, the state Senate has again passed that bill onto the House. Our political reporter Steve Kirch continues his Capitol coverage from Juneau. Supporters of creating a new pension program, which moved from the Senate to the House, say it will help the state attract more workers, such as teachers. The proposal would give certain state employees two options. They could either choose to be put on the state's public employees' retirement system, known as PERS, and make fixed monthly payments, or choose a contribution plan, which would change based on the value of investments. Overall, supporters say this is about recruitment and retention. So there is a tremendous shortage of positions in the state of Alaska, and we're just simply not competitive with either the federal government or other states, other local communities, and people are leaving the state of Alaska, firefighters, teachers, uh, nurses, um, and, uh, and they're going to other states where they have better retirement packages. Now again, the bill is moving from the Senate to the House, where some House lawmakers have already expressed concerns. Wilokowski says it can be taken up by the House as soon as next week. 
Reporting from Juneau, Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source. All right, also in Juneau, legislation aiming to reform Alaska's voter registration process passed on the House floor today. The bill directs the Alaska Division of Elections to send notices to voters who have not voted in two years or are currently not living in Alaska. The voter would then have 45 days to respond or risk losing their active status on the voter rolls. The bill passed with strong bipartisan support, but some lawmakers feel the bill might have some unintended consequences by discouraging additional voters who are already weary about showing up at the polls uh, during certain elections. The legislation passed the House in a 33 to 6 vote. The bill now moves over to the state Senate. All right, let's check out the weather situation today. It was really cold out there. Jackie Purcell, I was uh, downtown at City Hall, and uh, it was just, I mean, 30 seconds outside, and you just felt it. You can feel that, and it's still going to be a very cold night, but we do see some changes. We have a large low, in fact, two large lows, that will affect the state and erode out the cold air just a bit over the weekend. This is a view of that storm system, which means rain, snow, and even gusty winds for the Aleutians, but blowing snow and wind chills over the west and even here in south central we do see a winter weather advisory for the western kenai peninsula starting at 11 a.m snowfall there 4 to 11 inches expected and northwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour blowing snow at times too anchorage we could see one to three inches of snow saturday night but for now it is just still cold those temperatures Currently at the airport, 10 below, winds out of the east-northeast at 6 miles per hour, so that does make it uh, a wind chill of 23 degrees below zero. We did hit 6 below here in the Anchorage for our high temperature, and at the airport, our low was down to 17 below, but the record for this date is 22 below from 1993. But even last night, it did drop to 23 below just off Muldoon Road in East Anchorage, but that's not the official location. Here's the forecast timeline, snow arriving Midday on the south end of the Kenai Peninsula here in Anchorage by evening. It continues into Saturday night. Kind of moves on, though, by Monday, but yet Monday more Sunday night, but Monday morning, another storm system is moving our way. Here's a look at tonight's low temperatures, 10 to 15 to below under mostly clear skies, some patchy freezing fog, and a high of 5, but we go to 15 degrees by Sunday. So some changes coming this weekend, among them warmer temperatures and snow. Back to you, Mike. All right, thanks, Jackie. We'll see you back in a little while. Well, all too often, legends of war don't make it into the history books, which is why every February, the people of the American Legion Susitna Valley Post 35 in Wasilla hold a special ceremony to honor a story of service and sacrifice. That ceremony is taking place again tomorrow. Carly Shrek attended the ceremony last year. A day not often found in history books. February 3rd, 1943. It's an important part of American history that many people don't know about. The day four army chaplains at the height of World War II made the ultimate sacrifice. John P. Washington, Alexander D. Good, George L. Fox, and Clark V. Poling. They were stationed on the U.S. Army transport ship Dorchester, uh, which was transporting army troops to Europe for World War II. Uh, they were crossing the North Atlantic, uh, going through torpedo junctions where there was heavily U-boat, uh, German U-boat involvement. They got torpedoed and uh, the ship was ultimately sank. The group of clergymen sprang into action. And the chaplains just got everybody together handing out life jackets and 
saying prayers. But when there wasn't enough life preservers for everyone on board, they gave up their own. Saved their lives and ultimately gave up their lives to, uh, to pass on. Uh, as the ship was sinking, the four chaplains linked arms and were singing hymns as it went down under the water. It's a story of selflessness and sacrifice that every year the American Legion Susitna Valley Post 35 honors and remembers. I don't know. I really don't know why they don't teach a lot of things anymore like that. You know, it's the people, you know, the young people, especially the young people, should know how they sacrificed their life. And not, not just them, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of veterans, you know, that did, never came home. By telling the story of the four chaplains who never came home. To ensure they'll never be forgotten. In the Valley, Carly Shrek, Alaska's news source. That same ceremony is taking place this Sunday at the American Legion Susitna Valley Post 35 in Wasilla. The ceremony begins at 11 a.m. and it's open to the public. Still ahead tonight, he's not just a U.S. Naval aviator and NASA astronaut, he's the first American, a Native American who went to space. Alaska Native Science and Engineering program kicks off its annual celebration with a visit from Commander John B. Harrington. More when we come back. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Be motivated and dream big. That was the message the first Native American ever to go into space shared today during the annual celebration of the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program. Georgina Fernandez tells us the message left the students feeling inspired. Around 300 ANSEP students packed this room earlier today as they celebrated their accomplishments for 2023. And they heard what students described to me as an inspiring message from the first Native American to ever go into space. Commander John Harrington was Friday's keynote speaker during the 29th ANSEP annual celebration. During the event, Harrington shared his story with dozens of students from middle school to the university level telling them the impact mentors had on his life and how all the ups and downs, including failing out of school, led him to his dream career as an astronaut. The big message Harrington told students on Friday was that motivation can get you where you want to be in life. Students at the event said it's stories like Harrington's that can spark a new dream. Being surrounded by a bunch of peers who who have amounted to much and hearing from people who have been successful, who like, you know, share the same cultural, cultural history with me. It's, that's, that's what brings the motivation out. Celebrations continue into tonight with another keynote speech at the Denina Center and additional student awards will be passed out. At UAA, Georgina Fernandez, Alaska's news source. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska news source app.